Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Santa Claus the Movie from 1985 is a movie that I had a memory of watching as a child. Specifically, I had a memory of visiting friends of my mom's in idaho i was born in idaho but moved when i was three so you know we went back like one or two christmases to visit these friends to stay with them for christmas so i could get a a, you know a snowy christmas growing up in southern california not a lot of snow to speak of not not what you would see in christmas movies so to kind of give me that experience and for her to visit with her friends and all that we went and on one of these visits i remember going to a movie theater and watching this santa claus movie and for whatever reason nobody in my life who i described this movie to had ever seen it it is it was as if this movie never existed right it's one of those instances it's weird how some things Like you just you grew up watching and or you have a memory of from childhood. But for whatever reason, nobody else remembers it. And it it almost feels like it never happened, especially growing up in a time where being able to look things up effortlessly online didn't exist. And the other day, as it is approaching Christmas, uh, scrolling through one of the many streaming services I have access to, I come across this movie called Santa Claus. The still the the still images associated with this movie kind of remind me of this movie that I remember trying to explain to people and it just not existing. So I think I may have found this movie that somehow had disappeared from the cultural lexicon of everybody except for me. And I decide to put it on. It's Christmas. I've been watching a ton of Christmas movies. No intention to review this movie. But as I hit play and as I watch this movie, I realize this is that movie. Right? And I'm stoked because this movie has, like, Dudley Moore, who's, you know, of the time, my only memory of Dudley Moore that I remember, a movie I remember watching him in was Blake Edwards 10, I believe. It might not even be Dudley Moore. Uh, it's got John Lithgow as kind of the evil guy, uh, and David Hutt, uh, Huddleston playing Santa, right? Who was a guy, I'm trying to think, he's, he's been in other stuff that, uh, Burgess Meredith is, uh, plays the ancient elf, which is interesting. So it's, it's got a, it's got, I mean, it's got like people, right? It's got people. But I'm watching this movie, and it's like how this movie starts versus how this movie ends is probably why a lot of people haven't watched this movie, right? Because this movie starts as the origin story for Santa Claus in a way that if, like, if I would love to see a better movie, right? This movie overall, pretty bad pretty bad of a movie right it's a fun movie if you're a kid watching it now i have issues which i'll get into that but how it starts i would love to see which i don't think exists maybe does i would love to see a grounded like real like feeling take i mean obviously it'll still be fantasy but 
I would love to see the Santa Claus origin story, which this movie kind of portrays at the beginning of the movie, which is very interesting, right? So it's almost like a Lord of the Rings kind of a story. Obviously not handled, doesn't have the budget, doesn't have the effects of that. But like, if we were to do a remake, I would love to see this movie in a Lord of the Rings style, and I think it would be amazing. And Maybe that already exists. If it does, let me know what it is. But that's how this movie starts, where a long, 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 long time ago, obviously, before Santa Claus is a thing, there was a guy who, would, who, who made toys out of wood. He was a craftsman. He was an artisan. And he would make toys for the kids of his village and deliver them on Christmas. And... You know, I, I, his name was Chris Kringle, right? Deliver them. So this movie starts with, like, this cottage in this place somewhere in a lot of snow. And this old woman's telling a story, Christmas story or whatever. And this old guy with a beard and a coat, you know, like a fur coat because it's cold outside, who's in a sleigh with his wife, Mrs. Kringle led by two reindeer pull up and he brings all these toys to these kids right after he brings these toys he's going i remember if he's going home or if he's going to another town or whatever but on this trip away from this cabin horrible snowstorm blizzard whatever his reindeers give up they stop they lay down they quit this sleigh they're in they're exposed his wife passes out like they are close to death and all of a sudden the star shines bright in the sky right and it's shooting a spotlight down on the world making it look like the star on the top of a christmas tree where the spotlight is illuminating the sky like a tree almost right has that like imagery christmas tree imagery and out of this glowing light uh, shaped christmas tree a plethora of elves approach right approach and revive and save these people who would die in whether they died and they were brought back to life or they just saved them from dying either way these elves save these people bring them back to what is already santa's village no santa exists as we find out later Right. He kind of gets introduced. It's almost like a biopic, how we see the origins of certain Santa Claus things. But when he goes to deliver toys for the first time as Santa Claus, this ancient elf comes out. Right. Old elf. You know, like there's this big ceremony before Santa goes on his first trip around the world. This is like long, 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 long time ago still. Right. The first Santa, the first time he's going to deliver toys around the world and this old ancient elf comes out and his beard is so long it's split into two sections and braided and it's so long that there's two groups of five elves following him holding this braided beard like a train of a bride that is walking down the aisle about to get married right there's this old ancient elf and then five people behind him on each side carrying his beard and he comes and talks about the prophecy, right? The reason why the elves were there. There was a prophecy 
that these elves were told, that they believed in, that they created this Santa village. They created the factory. They created everything in the hopes, in not the hopes, because they were prophecies, there would be a man who had no children, who was skilled in the art of you know wood carving. He was an artisan. He was a craftsman. He was a skilled maker of toys, right? And he would make toys for the children of the world because he had no children. So the children of the world would now be his to give gifts to on one night of year. And because of this prophecy, he would be able to deliver gifts around the world because he would also be given an endless night. So that is like the explanation for why Santa is able to deliver toys to all of the kids around the world because as long as he needs to deliver these toys, the night will be endless for him until he returns home. This prophecy, right? This is like this is like the Lord of the Rings, like amazing kind of take on the Santa Claus story that I'm like this is amazing because I didn't really remember this aspect of it, this whole prophecy that these elves existed way before Santa. They built this entire village. They built the, the means to manufacture these toys, but they just didn't have their leader. Santa had not shown up, and now he's there, and he is the guy that, they, that had been prophesied to them with no children and blah, 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 blah. Crazy, right? then it kind of goes downhill <laughs> like it it, it it progressively goes downhill but you know so he does these things everything's made out of wood which is cool the the aesthetics of santa's village everything's made out of wood all the toys are made out of wood i mean this is still long 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 time ago obviously uh there's magical glitter food that the reindeer eat right and they had reindeer for him already that allow them to fly, right? So everything in preparing for this first night, uh, originally the suit that the elves had prepared for him was green, but his wife is like, no, green doesn't look good on him. And that's when they changed it to red in the recommendation of one of the elves, Patch, who's played by Dudley Moore. He's like, well, what about red? And she's like, yes, red would look great on him. It matches his cheeks and all of this. Uh, so that's like the origin of the red over time, there's like a montage of the centuries going by as he's doing this job that is his new destiny. So he's like living for hundreds and hundreds of years as time is going by. And over that time, he's like realizes that, oh, you know, they get a letter from somebody and it's like, oh, this kid is bad. He shouldn't deserve a, a toy. And Santa's like, well, what, should I start a second list of all the kids that don't deserve toys? And so it has the origin of the naughty list, and I'll check it twice. And there's even a moment where they're like, these elves are reading a newspaper of this new poem that was written about Santa Claus, like seeing that Santa Claus has seeped into popular culture and that artists are creating work based on him and his his you know story and there's this poem which is a very well-known poem a visit from saint nick you know it's the 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 classic christmas poem of like 
uh, arose such a clatter. I sprang to my feet to see what's the matter, that whole poem. And in the poem, there is a line. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly that offended Santa Claus because he was being fat-shamed by this poem, and he goes on a diet, begrudgingly eating celery, right? Because he's gotten too fat. Like, he, he hates the fact that the, the people in the world are making fun of his, his, his big belly. Kind of funny. Santa being fat-shamed into eating healthy. It doesn't work, ultimately. This isn't a story about Santa getting in shape. Uh, just begrudgingly eating celery, which is that that's like kind of the standard 80s thing when like a fat person in a movie has to like eat healthy or get healthy or something. It's just like they're always eating like a stick of celery, right? The least the least like appetizing vegetable you could eat, right? Take a little break from the show to promote gift certificates. If you want to purchase artwork for somebody, you have an art lover in your life, and you think they would like my art, but you don't know what painting to get them. I have over 2,000 original pieces of art for sale in my store, along with shirts and prints and other things. So I can understand that being a bit daunting if you're trying to buy something for somebody else. Give them the gift certificate, and then they can go to my website, inspiredisorder.com, and they can buy whatever paintings they want. They can buy whatever prints they want. They can buy T-shirts. They can buy hats. They can buy all the different merch. Gift certificates, which are available currently at inspiredisorder.com. And now let's get back to the show. But then this movie goes, right? There's the progression of time, and then you see Patch, right? Who's this passionate elf who's, like, super stoked wants to revolutionize the Santa's factory, Santa's workshop, right? Because now we're in, like, modern times. He's like, we need to automate the workshop. And he finds, like, these interesting kind of wood. Like, it's all machinery but made out of wood because everything there is made out of wood. But it's all, like, you know, machines putting the bolts into things and, and doing the different things, painting stuff which the beards of the elves is what they use for paintbrushes. Uh, so he, he tries to modernize this thing, and in modernizing it, he becomes promoted to assistant elf, right? Because Santa needs some help. After these hundreds of years, he's just getting tired and overworked. So Patch gets promoted to assistant elf. But apparently the automation that he designed failed, and all these toys are breaking down around the world, and it is is putting a bad name. It's 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 kind of destroying Santa Claus's reputation, right? He's not making toys that last anymore. So in shame, Patch decides to run away, right? And she quits. He gives up his position as, as elf. And he's like, I'm going to run away. And he runs away. Right. And this is kind of where the, the movie starts to like the fact that he leaves. It, it's just like, this is where the movie starts to take a turn and progressively gets worse because now we're at modern day and you have John Lithgow is the owner of a toy company and we're introduced to John Lithgow as he is in court being sued or being 
something is he's he's produced these toys that are very dangerous for kids and they're they're showing how these toys are dangerous first it's a doll and they they show how flammable this doll is like they they sprinkle some ash from a cigarette and all of a sudden this doll just bursts into flames right and he's like well that's just showing how dangerous cigarettes are and then they take a bear a stuffed animal and then rip the head off and inside the bear is just like nails and sawdust right so this is like the type this is like the wacky movie this is turning into right there was a lot of people who wrote this movie probably doing a lot of narcotics in the writer's room right it's just it's just going off the rails like crazy we're also introduced to this like homeless kid who goes to a mcdonald clearly mcdonald's and also coca-cola big sponsors of this movie because there's a scene out of nowhere where he goes right because this is like poor kid poor homeless kid in a city going to the outside of a mcdonald's he's looking through windows of things to see how amazing people's lives are and he's looking into this mcdonald's and there's close-ups of all these people enjoying their mcdonald's food right and he's like oh I'm so homeless and hungry and poor. And then he goes and somehow walks to a, a mansion, right? And he's looking in the window at this, like, rich kid that's in there. And, like, she sees him, this kid that's the same age as him. She sees him outside the window, this poor little orphan kid. Because, you know, that's what just orphan kids just you see them outside windows looking in when you're eating all the time. And she prepares him a plate of food and, of course, a Coca-Cola and takes him out. And he's, it's snowing, it's cold, it's night. And he eats this food and he drinks the, the Coke, the nice cold Coca-Cola, which is obviously the most refreshing thing to be drinking on a cold winter night. And he is just so pleased as punch after he drinks that Coca-Cola. Like, life is good again for a homeless little scamp as this homeless boy is. Like, thanks, I got that Coca-Cola. Um, so, and then they're tied together through this thing. So anyway, Patch, the elf goes to work for this guy, this toy manufacturer. And he's like, I got this idea that's going to fix your company. We'll give it away for free. It'll be great PR for your company because, you know, nobody gives stuff away for free and it'll be like this great apology. And Patch is trying to do something big to make Santa Claus love him again and bring him back in. Despite the fact that he left on his own. It's not like Santa kicked him out. Santa didn't force him to step down to quit his job. He didn't force him. He didn't banish him from Santa's village. Right? Patch just kind of did it on his own and he stole some of the glitter dust, right, when he left. So he goes to this toy manufacturer. He's like, "I'm going to build this thing and I have all the experience cuz I worked at Santa's village." Right? And whatever convinces him. But instead of making a toy, He's going to make candy. Now, let me tell you how unrealistic the idea of a toy manufacturer who has been called out and proven to be making toys that are highly dangerous to children, putting nails and sawdust in stuffed animals, creating dolls that will explode into flame at the presence of even the slightest amount of heat, right? Somebody that has created the most dangerous child toys 
that I have ever seen. The most over-the-top, dangerous child toys I have ever seen. And for some reason, this elf convinces him to not make a toy, to make candy. This elf is going to make a lollipop that are going to get kids, that is going to be given away free to all of the kids. And it's like, okay, who is allowing a toy manufacturer to, who has created dangerous toys to then give, can't give edible treats away? It just, it's just like, what are we doing here, movie? It, it doesn't make any sense. But, of course, he does. And guess what the candy... First off, he's able to... He basically has the same distribution plan that Santa has, right? But instead of a sleigh and reindeer, Patch makes a large version of a wooden car that is fueled with the magical glitter dust that he will fly around the world just like Santa does, going into homes just like Santa does, and leaving these lollipops under the tree just like Santa does. That's how he's going to do distribute this, this candy from a toy manufacturer that makes unsafe toys, giving free candy away. Let's take a little break from the show to promote the benefits of Inspired Disorder Plus. So you go inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Sign up. $5 a month. You get to binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free. You get to watch all of the live painting videos I do. You get a special members-only discount and deals for all of the artwork and merch that I sell. You also get the complete podcast back catalog of every podcast I've ever produced. Hundreds of episodes countless different podcasts you also get access to my personal blog a new blog comes out every week in addition to that you get my creative writing that i'm releasing you also get access to asking me anything 14 years of experience podcasting i've been creating art my entire life i've been using photoshop since middle school and you can contact me to ask me questions about that or anything else so those are the benefits for signing up for inspired disorder plus and now let's get back to the show and then when you find out what the candy does and the reactions of people is just like the candy makes people float there's a whole montage of kids eating the candy of adults eating the candy like the kid doesn't want it so the adults like oh i'll eat it then and they just start floating and everybody that sees these people float is just like, whoa, look at he's able to float. That's so cool. Like there's a kid in a city and he's eating candy and there's pickup basketball game going. And then he just like gets the ball and he just doesn't dunk it. He just floats past the hoop and tosses it in and then floats away. And the guys that were playing the pickup basketball game are just like, wow, that was really neat. Not like what the fuck this kid just flew. Right. This candy that was given out by a toy manufacturer that made stuffed animals full of nails and sawdust somehow pivoted to being a candy manufacturer and decided to give candy away to everybody. And that candy is making people float and it's working. I don't know how much cocaine you need to do for this plot for the writers of this movie to be go, this is amazing. We've got this. 
Look at what we're doing. We're commenting on society. <sighs> Just so ridiculous. So ridiculous. And then it's like, and then Lithgow's character is like, we got to follow this up. We're getting all this good press. We can't wait for Christmas to come a another year. He's like, I need you to do this candy again, but it needs to be even better. And Patch is like, I guess I could do that. He's like, I guess I could do, instead of lollipops, I could do candy canes. He's like, yeah, let's do candy canes. But we're going to do it. We need this by April. We can't wait for Christmas. We're going to make Christmas too. Okay. Okay. We're going to make Christmas too. And we're going to make, instead of making candy that makes people float, we're going to make candy that makes people fly. But I got to say, one of the dumbest scenes, the one of the, the like, you want to talk about jumping the shark. One of the dumbest scenes, right? Apparently this, John Lithgow's character apparently is the uncle of the girl who is friends with this homeless boy. By the way, Santa meets this homeless boy and they become big buddies. He's like, he sees the homeless kid, you know, putting wood into a barrel fire. And he's like, hey, boy, what are you doing? You want to come on a ride with me? They become best friends, right? And this boy, horrible actor, obviously trying to be like, hey, this is a pretty cool. Like he's trying to act like a tough homeless kid kind of a thing with like a New York kind of a uh, vernacular and stuff. But they become best buddies, this, this homeless kid and Santa. Because in the entire world, this apparently is the only homeless kid that Santa has ever come across. And because he's homeless and doesn't have a family, he's like, well, you need to come along with me, little buddy. Because there's only one homeless kid without a family or anything to do on Christmas in the entire world. Let's do this. But that kid, the bond he made with that girl, her uncle is, of course, because that's how tightly, that's a small, small world we're living in. But the dumbest part of this movie is a scene where one of the assistants for Lithgow goes to his house, which is not his house. He's staying at his niece's house, or she lives with him. I don't really know the situation. But he comes over to give him some bad news, right? And Lithgow's like, let's go get a drink in the kitchen. And he brings out these two giant wine glasses, and he pours Paps Blue Ribbon into the wine glasses and they swirl it around and smell it like Pap's Blue Ribbon is some cherished liquor of the gods that they need to savor and appreciate the aromas and color and all of it. It is like the dumbest thing. It is the dumbest thing played serious, right? It is supposed to show a high-classness of what's going on, but he poured a Paps Blue Ribbon beer into a giant wine glass to then appreciate and admire its beauty. So dumb. And of course, he's like, oh, we can't talk about this here. Let's go into the basement to talk about this information, which, uh, of course, 
just coincidentally the girl let the homeless boy in to sleep in the basement right because it's it's all cold and raining outside and she's like you're gonna get sick you gotta come in here it's like you can stay in the basement and of course they hear what's going on and of course this kid is best friends with santa so he's got you know it's just it's a movie that starts off where like holy shit this is an origin story for santa claus there was a prophecy told to the elves that one day there will be a man who makes toys who has no kids and will make toys for the children of the world and to prepare for this man you have to prepare the entire village and manufacturing for this to happen because this prophecy is going to one day be true and that one day comes and we get a santa claus and it's like holy shit this is amazing and then it just takes a complete nosedive into Blowville where just ridiculous horrible writing and uh it's a bummer it's a bummer obviously Santa saves the day yippee you know but it's it's almost like it's a movie that's almost so bad it's i guess it's so bad it's good right knowing where it goes this is definitely a movie you could watch and make fun of but it's a movie that starts off in a way where it's like i want to see the good version of this movie i want to see the good version of this movie i want to see a grounded take on the santa claus myth i want to see you know, I want to see the the origin story of it. I want to I want to see that movie, right? I don't want to see the the lollipop makes kids float and everybody just being super cool with a candy made by a toy manufacturer who used to make toys that had nails in them that would burst into flames. So ridiculous. So it's like imagine if an AR-15 manufacturer made candy and gave it away to people and they ate it and it made them float. People would have problems all over the place with that. I can't I can't I can't see any propaganda news network not having a problem with that along with the actual news networks. Like I can't see a person that would be like, that's dope. Actually, no, that's not true. I could definitely see. Anyway, uh, it's a crazy movie. I'm glad I finally checked out and found and tracked down. And, well, I didn't really track down. I'm glad I finally came across this movie that had always existed in my brain as a memory. And uh, it's, it's a wild movie. It's wild where it goes. And maybe I should have given spoilers, but I think even knowing how crazy it is, when you watch this movie, you're going to see. You're going to see, like, to watch it happen on screen is a completely different experience than just hearing about how crazy this is. Uh, but I would, you know, if you're looking to watch a movie that's so bad it might be funny, check out Santa Claus, the movie from 1985. It's streaming somewhere. I forget where I saw it, but it's available on one of the major streaming networks for sure. Uh, so check it out. <laughs> Merry Christmas. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody.
Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.